I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. You can listen early and ad-free if you subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto and join the 103 other super ranters who subscribed at patreon.com slash sunranto. There are perks at every level. Please join today and become a super ranter and support Cubs podcasting. Here's the show. Flowing through our veins, sitting in the bleach in the rain. We've shared a million any old self years out at the game. Lanzo Cubby, Sunranto, with Michael, Sunranto, Sunranto, and the love of a loser. With Michael, Sunranto, and Crawley, Sun, the love of a loser. Hey guys, it's uh, Danny Rocket from the Sun Rant on with the other Sun Ranto Rantees, Michael Cotton Crawley down there in uh, where are you? East Cave. I can see that. Uh, yep, Crawley's clubhouse is is uh, starting to kind of come together. Yeah, so you had, uh, your case was getting going. <laughs> you were getting your shelves all filled, and then you said you had like three hundred bobbleheads altogether. Nah, closer to two fifty, probably oh, not yeah, that much. <laughs> so, um. Hey, well, first of all, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters that are making this show possible. But um, uh, not a lot of Cubs news to report. Just, you know, meetings are going on uh, behind closed doors. They're still working uh, work on the CBA right now and try to get that all straight. And uh, the Cubs did make one move. I figure we should hear uh, Wade Miley. Anybody, I mean, anybody surprised? I mean, I was kind of surprised the Reds just let him go. And you need somebody to pitch and I, did 106 was- innings and... Yeah, I, w- I was amazed, blown away by this news because I didn't expect it. nothing was going to happen. We're 20 days away for BL in abs. I didn't expect the Cubs to do anything, but maybe March. <laughs> like literally just fucking. So when they grabbed Miley for that 10 mil, it makes sense. 10 million bucks for a starting pitcher. One year. Yeah, the Cubs, are, the Cubs are flush with cash is not really the problem as far as how much they can spend payroll. Um, we went in, you, you now have Kyle Hendricks is really the only guy that you know is everybody else are young kids and you're going to have to fill that out. And if the last season taught us anything, it's the importance of depth, quality depth. Wade Miley's a guy who's done it before. He's pitched with vision. Uh, $10 million, like I said, for one year, that's for them, it's, Literally, you know, 
probably what we spend on beer every season. And, and so whatever, man, you get it done and you kind of knock them out early. The, you can see a lot of these type moves happening before the uh, CBA on December 1st. The big guys, the Correas and that kind of stuff, I don't expect to see that until February. But yeah. uh, guys and, like and Wade they, Miley and stuff. Well, February, if they actually get something done, right? you know, yeah. like, and we're not. They got to get it done, too, yeah. Yeah. I believe that it is going to get done around end of January, early February, and then they're going to try to condense everything as far as rushing free agency, trying to shave a little time off spring train and trying to shave a little time off of the season and trying to disrupt it as little as possible. But both, I think both sides know that this has to get done and I think it will get done. It's just, they're going to make you sweat it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look how they did to get the 60 game season going last year. You know, they just, that they, they, you knew they were going to get something bun, done, but it wasn't going to be anything that either side wanted. And, um, you know, when I, I, one thing I saw, you know, as far as what the, the players, had wanted they wanted two years until arbitration starts instead of three they want six six years until they're a free agent instead of seven and then the owners were like counteracting that with like oh well we want um a, a lower luxury tax and we want higher penalties for going over the luxury tax i was like well those are two different things completely yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they're not even close at all but but uh, talking about Wade Miley, Carl, you said it best. He's done it before. He's done it a lot before. He's done yeah, it a lot. Ten years, since, man. Yeah, he's got 11. Um, oh, 11 years? Yeah, total. Yeah, 2011 oh, to 2021. Yeah, I always get confused because you actually have to count the 2011 season yeah, the, as the one, actual not year. just yeah. subtract it. Yeah. So 163 innings last year. He had a good year. But you you worried that you're buying high, but as you said, ten million dollars isn't really that high anyway. So, but he looked as good as he's looked in a long time um, last year. I mean, they used him. If you remember in 2018, that uh, damn Milwaukee team that uh, that uh, you know got past us in the uh, well, that was game 163. They got past us there, and then but in that year, they used him as kind of like that kind of swing starter guy. I mean, he was, he started games, but he, you know, didn't pitch deep into them. You know, they were piggybacking him stuff. And then, uh, you know, with Cincinnati last year, he was a full-fledged starter, 163 innings. He hasn't pitched 200 innings since 2014, but I think that's a thing of the past anyway. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's on Miley. That's on the managers in the front office, not allowing people to do that anymore. The- this smells like Zach Davies from the left side, but maybe it's better than that. That's the only thing I didn't like about this is that it's more, he is definitely more of the same. Like he, he throws a 90 mile per hour fastball. He throws a, you know, and that's not fast enough and he just throws junk shit up there. He does an okay job with it. And for 10 million, who gives a fuck? That's like, that's the thing I keep coming back to. How did the Reds? not want to pick up a $10 million option. It's totally worth it. You know, yeah. you don't know what the – you wonder what some of the these owners and stuff, they're talking about San Francisco – or with uh, about the Dodgers. They're talking to the Dodgers president of uh, baseball operation, Andrew Friedman. And, you know, ownership's basically told them, get what you need to do to win. 
And unfortunately, as we all know, there's not a lot of ownerships that are doing that. There's some that are looking more about the bottom line and, and cutting corners, uh, you know, those type of things. And so, you know, I think that the Reds kind of just were disappointing as far as, you know, they. I thought they were going to be a team that won it in 2020. It was a shortened season. They never really got gelled together. And then 2021, you know, they finished behind the Cardinals and the uh, Brewers who won the division. So they, they put a lot into thinking that they were going to win, and it didn't happen. And, and when you're a team like Cincinnati, you know, they don't – the patience level there is not going to be what maybe it should be. But did it feel like they were going for it in the short season and then this in the 2021 season – it felt like they backed off of that a little bit. Well, they I lost think they were, a couple of guys, and they just didn't really make any big splashes. I think they were going for it in 2020. They didn't know it was going to be a short season at the time. They had everything right. lined up going into it, and then that kind of just effed everything up. And then I don't, yeah, I think they did kind of put the take their foot off the gas after that, which is dumb because you were kind of all in. That's that's right, right. Once you're once you're in, once you're once you're stomped on the gas, fucking go. It's it's you're jumping the bridge, right? Like you let off the gas and you're not making the other side. Just yeah. fucking keep well, it going, what, and you're either gonna blow up spectacularly or you're gonna make it. And and let off the gas, well, yeah, fucking ruined. I think it was very, it was very fortuitous for a, a guy like Wade Miley to even be out there, you know, in that way for ten million dollars. And Jed knows it, and he's like, oh, he's coming through, and like, what was it, like six teams, six, seven teams that didn't want him until he. He got to yeah, us that, like, that's yeah, what killed me. Him. The waivers. I was like, where were the Cubs on the waivers? There, there are six or seven teams up, and nobody's picking this guy up. Like, Nobody picked him up. And and now ten million for a big market team is going to be different than if you're like the Pirates and like Wade Miley's going to now take a you know ten percent <laughs> of your top payroll. Player. Yeah. The Rays, <laughs> right. you know what I mean. But it, so right. you know that's the Royals are not going to pick him up. You know what I mean. One of those teams. But for him to even be there was somewhat fortuitous. And I'm not saying that like anybody's going to get excited, but but it was just nice to be like, hey, they fucking did something good. Like this is great. And they did something nice. But they need obviously more everything than this. Everything on this went their way as far as they got the guy. Ten million's not a lot of dollars. It's off the books next year, so you don't have to fucking worry about it. Yeah, he gives you he gives you just consistency, which is what you're looking for, especially with young starters. They talked about what two out of three maybe being in the rotation of Justin Seale, Alzali, and Keegan Thompson. Yeah. So throw away Miley those, in the mix there. Yeah, and use those guys not necessarily sparingly, but you want to use them to their strengths as they learn the league and they learn how to to do everything. You don't want to overexpose them too early. So to have somebody like Wade Miley be the new Zach Davies or what Zach Davies was supposed to be, you know, it, it's well, it's when, helpful. When when we say the new Zach Davies, I want to be careful there because, boy, oh, boy, he had a year from hell. And somebody's yeah, going to pick him off cheap. Zach Davies is not as bad as we saw. I don't know what in the hell happened to Zach Davies last year. I don't know. I think back. he is. I think he is actually that bad. I think when you throw 88, it, you have you have no margin for error, and he just lost it. I don't think. He's he's getting to an age where those he's just were not controlling the, it. Those were by far the worst numbers of his career. Not even yeah. close. Worst numbers um, of his career. If you take a look at his numbers, it was an absolute anomaly. It's one of these things is not like the other. Does that? That's I also mean, he's right. the oldest he's ever been. 
Yeah, well, and if you look at Wade <laughs> Miley, I mean, you know, it can go that way too. Like he, granted, it was like with a crappy team, Baltimore in 2017, but 157 innings and in ERA in the mid fives. Uh, he, he's made his way back from that though, and you know, it's and like throw it 2020 out because 2020, right? So he's made his way back, but he's still like, you know, he's a 30, he's going to be 35 next year, you know, and he's just, he's just there for the year and he's just a warm body, but like, right, right. So it's, they not got a five him. To six, it's not a five to six year deal. And I, I mean, when you talk about age, you take a look at what Adam Wainwright did or some of the other guys, you know, and, and honestly, the, the, the names that are out there for starting pitchers, a lot of them are going to be names like maybe Clayton Kershaw or Justin Verlander. All of these guys are going to be kind of long in the tooth. Nobody's really getting rid yeah. of young and studs. You know what I mean? Strowman, yeah. and, and then it falls off. Strowman, Gaussman, and then it falls way the hell off at that point. You know, and right. and and so if they were to sign one of one of those guys, then I'd be like, ooh, they are trying to win the central. But you know, I don't foresee that. I think they're going to see a lot more of this kind of thing. Where, right? Well, and like Danny, like you were saying with Milwaukee, he did some of that. Uh, you know, piggybacking Piggyback. stuff and with the way that we have our young guys and with, they've already done it a little bit with Alec Mills. They've, you know, with different guys or, uh, you know, steel Alzali going together, that, that sort of thing. They're doing it in the right playoffs. They're having yeah. an open, you know, they're doing the opener thing all over. It's, it's the new thing. Like you're not going to see a dude pitching 160 innings is like the new 200. And it yeah. happened really fast. And it was a lot of innings that came off of arms real quick, you know? Again, and it made the game <laughs> that much worse. And slower. And so what you're taking a look at, and it's, you know, is, is basically the numbers say averages go up after three times through the order. And yep. sure as shit, you saw it in the postseason every single time. Basically, no matter what the fucking pitcher was doing, third guy comes around for the third, after the third time. He's gone. out. Yeah. Uh, the, Bra- the Braves did it in game six, right? Uh, their guy was fucking pitchy, 70 pitches, and he's mowing the guys down, and they pull him in the fucking at the end of the sixth. And I was just like, oh, my God, is this going to be the fucking Tampa Bay Rays again? Because that's what they did against the Dodgers, and, and it screwed, it screwed, screwed them. them. But you know they got they got through their their next reliever pitch two innings and then they got in so it worked out for well, them we're going to go through it was know, stupid <laughs> i hate seeing it it's here's the thing and and uh you know when when it works out great you look like a genius and if all of a sudden the relievers came in and coughed it up you look like a dumbass yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so um well uh let's move on but before we do just a quick word from our sponsor us sunranto swag do you like having sex? Me too. That's why I always wear my Sunranto swag shirts every time I'm looking to get some. It's the only t-shirt guaranteed to get you laid. Knock boots in your shankless shirt. Bump uglies in a ranter long sleeve. Ride the skin busted tuna town in a dabbing cubes fan shirt. Take old one eye to the optometrist in your bull penis awesome attire or smash pissers in a spagog shirt. Sunranto swag shirts are just like people. There are many different sizes and colors 
coolers to choose from. Plus, at Sunrise's Swag Store, you'll find Vintage John Baker Day, designated hater and Matt Camerer drawn rally titty designs on everything from shirts and hoodies to baby onesies, bags, and hats. Go to sunrancher.com slash swag and check out all the sexy styles guaranteed to get you laid. You'll be stuffing the soft taco in no time. sunrancher.com slash swag guaranteed to get you laid. Wearing Sunrancher swag products not guaranteed to get you laid. Sunrancher swag is not responsible for your sexual life. Sunrancher swag is for entertainment purposes only. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit Symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. The Sunranto Show is also brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Um, in fact, it's actually brought to you by, literally brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app because the whole second half of the show was recorded on the Spotify Green Room app. Uh, because it's the app where you can uh, you download it at the iOS store or the Android store, and then uh, you follow uh, like Sunranto, which is uh, Sunranto Show, which is me and the, and, and the boys, and then you can uh, join the room. And then you can request to speak, and you join another conversation. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, insiders, all in real time. What you do is you create a profile, uh, you link it to your Twitter, you join a league or a group like uh, MLB or Cubs group, and then uh, you follow me, Sun Ranto Show. You'll be notified when the room goes live. Uh, so join me, uh, it really, anytime we go live after the Sun Ranto Show, where we'll be recording in the Spotify Green Room app. Uh, it's pretty cool, and uh, it's a great way to join the conversation. Um, so, join the Spotify Green Room app. Just do it. Just do it. It's a lot of fun. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're missing uh, we're missing Rex Brothers, guys. Uh, Rex Brothers is no longer with the team. I know he was one of your personal favorites. <laughs> I don't think uh, we're missing him. Yeah, I wouldn't say missing at all. Goodbye. It, it's yeah. one of those things. It's like he elected free agency. You're like, we still had him on this team? Yeah, somehow. Um, no, and and I, I think he's hopefully that he's hoping that somebody elects to hire him and give him a contract because, I mean, he was okay. You know, it's just one of those guys that was out there in a bad season. Um, but the 40-man roster is uh, at 35, and that gives them some flexibility right now. Um, and I thought the news that was interesting this week, uh, speaking of guys that we could add to this 40-man roster – and uh, pitchers, which we were just talking about, is they can um, add all four of these guys. They could, <laughs> they could, because they didn't get qualifying offers. John Gray, uh, Carlos Rodon, Stephen Matz, and Anthony DiSclefani. and you know, I, I, DiSclefani, That's and Matz, That's not really that big of a surprise. I think Rodon was a pretty big surprise to a lot of people. 
because he did have such a great bounce back year with the White Sox. And, uh, here, here's the thing, Rodon. And, and You're I the know, only one that hates him, Crawley. He's a good dude, and and he's a very good pitcher when he's healthy. I just know what it's like in the past to sit. I remember every year with Wooden Pryor. We'll be good as long as Wooden Pryor stay healthy. Why do you think the White Sox got Rodon for so cheap in the offseason? He was open. The Cubs could have gotten him. The Cardinals could have gotten him. The Dodgers. Anybody could have picked him up. He didn't. He wasn't that expensive, and he had a great year. And then when they needed the most, him the most, what happened? Yeah, right. I, I well, knew as soon as I saw Rodon on there, we're going to hear Crowley fucking rail against Rodon. You have, so, you I have think a he's great. personal vendetta against this guy. Did you? Did, no, he's you never betting, turned me down for an autograph. And, nothing. No. Were you and Mike betting on Rodon games or something? Uh, if if I could go back in time, I am not a gambling man, but I would have bet the, the farm that he wouldn't have made it a full season. And I was impressed he made it as far as he did. Well, and um, I'm looking it up right now. It's I mean, it's 132 innings, which is the most he's uh, done since 2016, which he did 165 innings. And you're absolutely right. 2019, 34 innings. 2020, only seven innings. Um, 2018, 120, and then 2017, 69 innings. I mean, yeah, nice. <laughs> that's nice. Pretty nice. Uh, but it's like, yeah, but he's so hard. And then, you know, if in, we need is somebody that really just profiles completely different than everybody else. And, um, the yeah, other he's one, not, so, he's not the best choice in this group, but Lord. all of these guys are the, not the opposite, but they're much faster than the guys that we have. They all throw like 95. Uh, and you know, we don't have anybody on the team right now. Well, we have the young guys that throw 95, but these guys have all been there a little bit. We're going to, I was really surprised to see gray not get a qualifying offer from the Rockies. That fucking organization, the Rockies Rockies don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They're not even trying to have baseball. John Gray is a great, would be a great pickup. Um, with Rodon, we're going to talk about Scott Boris in a little bit, but, uh, Boris was talking about all his clients today and Rodon was one of them and he was glad that the White Sox didn't offer the qualifying offer because he is adamant that Carlos Rodon is going to get a multi-year deal. So Rodon had a great, great season. Absolutely. And Boris is going to try to parlay that into a multi-year long-term contract and you'd have to be real careful to take a bite at that. If it may work out to be one of the great deals, I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Steven Matson, Di Sclafani, those guys might be cheaper um, options. But, they, I mean, I think they need at least one more guy, you know, that has a lot more pitching experience. And then, like, you, then you have at least three people that you're throwing out there as, like, a top three. To, if you're really going to say you're competitive in, you know, 2022 – you, you can't just go out there with, you know, the freaking uh, Wade Miley, Kyle Hendricks, and then, like, uh, the cast of rookie characters and expect it to go well. I mean, it's just like now you're looking at a, you know, 95 loss season again. You know, it's like, you know, easily. Yeah, um, I, I think, I mean, the fact that these, these guys, guys, the fact that these guys don't have qualifying offers, I would expect at least one of these four to uh, for the Cubs to make a real go at it. They may not pick them up, but that's who the Cubs are going to go after because they don't want to touch anybody with the qualifying offer. And uh, 
you know, these guys, I, I would be happy to see, uh, Gray, Matt's disclifying any, any of them come in maybe for like a three year deal or something like that. I'm good with John. John Gray's my guy, man. That's the one I'd like to see come here. I'm I'm with you on that, Crawley, because he he pitched in a tough situation out there in Colorado his entire career, and uh, he he did pretty well for a Colorado pitcher. Now, the last time we said that about a Colorado pitcher, uh, it did not work out at all. It was Tyler Chatwood, and it (laughs) screwed our pooch. When I look at Chatwood, though, I always look at a guy that people would say, oh, he's got great stuff, great stuff, one of those type guys, like Dylan Maples. Oh, his stuff's off the charts. Great stuff. Can he throw strikes? Can he win ball games? Those are sometimes we talk about the balance between the scouts and the nerds. You know what I mean? And sometimes people just absolutely, you know, I don't want to say wins don't matter. We know wins is not obviously the greatest stat, but but sometimes it, it does actually, you know, you got a guy that can get you some wins. That's great. And if you have a guy that has stuff but can't control it or can't command it, it doesn't do you a shitload of good. How about this guy? Did you read any of the articles that they were putting out about UC, Yusei Kikuchi, a Mariners guy? What are you saying about my coochie? <laughs> um, <laughs> you see my coochie? No. You see my coochie? You see my coochie over there? Um, no. Oh, you, uh, I don't know. There's something happened. Something happened with YouTube his spin just shut rate. down. <laughs> Uh, I, I might be breaking up. I don't know. I'm getting the uh, the warning for my internet here. But um, you say you see my coochie. Um, <laughs> he's, he uh, he got hit pretty hard after he couldn't spin it up there anymore. Your and, coochie uh, got hit hard. <laughs> yeah, he, his coochie got right. hit hard in, in June. Like after the spin, you know, if they they started checking you for the sticky. It seemed to change his situation. I don't know. I'm not saying he'd do it or not, but I'm saying that that something changed. And right. It got. It, it, what you're saying is it got less sticky, yeah. and it started sliding right up there, right in the middle where you want it, and uh, you know balls were flying he, out of there. He he turned down some uh, his option with, and so it just becomes another one of those dudes that you're like, well, maybe he, he was a starter, moved him to the pen, like. You know, I, I don't. I wouldn't mind if they start doing that and trying to. You know, if they're not going to go for it, at least like show us. You know, uh, show us something that you're trying to at least get good deals. You know what I mean? Like, you know. And the other thing to keep in mind, they are testing this out in the AFL um, balls that are already tacky. The problem that they said was that the balls were too slick, too slippery, and so uh, that's why they use the spider tack and all that stuff. Now what they're doing is they're they're kind of making the balls tackier already, kind of pre-tacking them, so to speak. So who knows if it helps a guy like uh, Mr. Coochie? Yeah, yeah, maybe his coochie can get sticky again. Well, <laughs> have, have you guys seen um, in Japan and in Taiwan and stuff, they use a ball. I know Japan has a ball that's like everybody loves. It's way better than anything that they use in the major leagues. Like it's, it's got some tack to it. They're all exactly the same. There's no variance that we hear about all the time. Like what's crazy? I don't know why they don't go for a ball like that. When we were kids, did you, do you remember ever talking about the ball or even for like 25 years straight that you had any every year? Now we're talking about what's different about 
the ball. Like every single year, like there was the year of the deuce ball. Then and there was tighter wound. They're like, no, no, there's nothing different about the ball. And there obviously was, you know. It, I mean, to me, it's like they got to stick on something because these guys have to make these adjustments all the time. Yeah, well, that that's the key. It's not so much. Sorry, am I broken up? Make. Yeah, you were a little bit, but it's not so much the, you know, changing the ball all the time. That's what they don't want. They just want to know. Uh, I think John Lester talked about it all the time. He just wanted to know what ball he was going to get every time he went out there. He wanted the same ball, and he he wasn't getting it. Nobody was because they'd get a slick one, and then they'd get one with the seams are just a little bit more raised up and. You know, it was, it's, it's ridiculous. It's bizarre they in a multi billion dollar, it, it, when you have a multi billion dollar industry, and this is NFL too. You guys remember Tom Brady with the, or with the Flate Gate and all that shit. Uh, it's just bizarre that you allow these guys to kind of have the balls instead of just the umpires being the ones that have the balls and being like, here are the balls that the league gave us. We got like boxes of the shit, put it in the ump room, bring it out, standard set of balls, and go from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it it seems like there would be normal that there would be some like you know consistency to the manufacturing process. How they would you know like the, I I love the idea that they would put some sort of sticky tack on it. You know, like they've got to do something because they let them go to their mouth, kind of. But you know that's it's probably not enough. I, I don't know. The headers are against it. The pitchers are for it. Like you know, I mean, you got to do something. You got to just standardize what it is and I, just call it a day. I want I want some ghost pepper laces. So when those pitchers go to their tongues, they're like, ah, fuck, <laughs> burn the shit out of them. <laughs> From what I heard last year, a lot of the a lot of the hitters didn't mind because they were more nervous that if they didn't have control, if the ball got away from them, that the hitters could get hurt. So yeah, I heard a lot of hitters say like, I'm fine with whatever the fuck they're using just don't hit me <laughs> yeah yeah because like, i mean we saw like after that i mean after june like some of those dylan maples pitches you know just like oh somebody's gonna die up here you know so um i mean we get into the gm meetings a little bit i thought this was an interesting jed hoyer had a few things to say not not too much that you know is newsworthy really but i thought this was interesting he said we have to get away from having too many of the same type starter there's always that question that you can't really prove, but is there a degradation among the staff if you have too many guys throwing two-seamers and control command guys? At some point, are you just comfortable when you've seen that a couple days in a row? I do think we have to come up with some different looks. Some of that comes with some more power. And I was like, oh, shit, he's been watching the Sunranto show because we've <laughs> only been saying this for, like, uh, yeah. I don't know, Four years or something, you know? Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm like, oh shit, he's been watching Little League Baseball, baseball. fucking high school baseball. He fucking <laughs> came up on the truth that they haven't been able to figure out for the last hundred fucking years when they've been doing this. Everybody knows you need different fucking pitchers every day, you dumb shit. Well, that's <laughs> why I, that's why I made this obvious. I made this before about Tom Ricketts. It's the hot dog sketch. We're all trying to find the guy who did this, you know. But I should have had Jed Hoyer's face in there. I'll make one for that. But uh, <laughs> you it, should it, also put ketchup on that shit, right? But it, but in, 
it's from that. If you ever seen that sketch, you know what I mean. A guy crashes a hot dog car into the into the uh, the store, and he starts. The, everyone's who did this, and the hot dog guy is like, "Yeah, who did this? We're trying to find out." It's like obviously it's you, dude. You're you're dressed in a hot dog. You know, it's the same type of thing where you have uh, where you got fucking Jed Hoyer sitting there, like you know. Uh, I think there's something to be said. We, are, you know, if you have too many of the same pictures, you're gonna hitters gonna get comfortable. You did this. You didn't know yeah. this. It was your idea. Yeah, he's like, oh no, we're, <laughs> no. We're, we're, no. It, it's a good idea to have a guy that throws 89 and is or 90 and is a finesse dude. It's a really good idea to have one of those guys. You know, but you have to surround him the, with everybody else. You can't just have them all be that guy. And we like corner the market on that guy for like two years straight. And I'm like, what? Are, come on. Well, they, you, you know, it's you, like Kyle Hendricks, remember, Kyle Hendricks light, Kyle Hendricks lighter, you know. Remember when we were trying to figure out, like, why do you go with Kyle Hendricks to start the season and then you, Darvish, like, to ease them up? Like, oh, well, yeah. tonight, today we get the 89 guy and tomorrow we get the 95 guy. Well, so that, we kind of get to ease into it. the season. I'm like, that was it. 2020. Yeah, I know it was, but it, but I'm fine with it because Kyle pitched his ass off that night. It was great, but it, you know, oh, and he fun. was, and, and he, <laughs> and he, yeah, exactly, and he earned it that his right to be the opening day starter. Yeah, but it just did, a, it, it didn't make it. Yes, he did, and he was great that night, but it didn't necessarily seem to make sense. Yeah, kind of. Well, what doesn't make sense? It, it, is it didn't when you have bother Kyle me Hendricks. because you right. It didn't bother me because you had two. Very different pitchers going back to back as opposed to two or three of the same exact guy throwing from the yeah. same exact side using the same exact pitch. Fucking Alec Mills, Kyle Davies. Alec Mills, Zach Davies last year. I mean, what the, that's the same thing. Exact over same and over guy. Again. And just, yeah. So, um, well, let's talk a little bit about um, <laughs> and then, Scott And then Morris. your bullpen was throwing like the same too. Exactly. It's like, oh, we got <laughs> I mean, nice guys in the pen too. So uh, let's get into Scott Boris. He was out there today. There's crawling. My guy. Yeah, that's there's your guy. You, you and how old were you in this picture? Uh, that was Chris Bryant's debut game. So that was 2015. So Lord, we've aged a lot in six years. That was 2015. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, Chris <laughs> Bryant was, was called up uh, San Diego against James Shields. The game where James Shields overpowered Chris Bryant and the White Sox decided they needed James Shields, so let's trade Fernando Tatis Jr. But uh, that was the game where um, Bryant came up, and so uh, Boris was there, Mike Bryant, and I had a picture of Tom Ricketts. The three of them were all talking, and then I came down. Struck out. Yeah, he struck out three times that day. And uh, I remember I went up to Boris, and I'm like, I asked somebody, hey, can you take a picture? And they're like, with Boris? And I'm like, yeah. And like, I guess like, no one ever asked for his picture or even recognized him, but I was all excited. I was like, I got a picture of Scott Boris. Well, he was talking <laughs> about Chris Chris Bryant again, um, it, weirdly. He said some weird stuff, uh, Boris said. He has positional versatility, which makes him untouchable. He has Bond-like abilities to create a great middle of the lineup, and he's always red hot in the hunt for October. He's an extraordinary gentleman and in a league of his own. Like, could we have like um, a couple more movie reference euphemisms? Like in that, so, it's so strange. So, well, he, Bond, here, okay. James Bond. That's the last person I would think of. Well, well maybe and- not the last, but. Bond-like abilities to create a great middle of the lineup. Do you remember when James Bond was in, I don't know, Rookie of the Year? Like, what the fuck? I've never, like, I've never seen James Bond hit a baseball. He no. probably so for, plays cricket. 
For people that don't know, uh, during the GM meeting, Scott Boris always has kind of like this like day where all the writers come. So it's like this big thing because he always has the best client. I mean, you look at his client list every year and it's always great. So he just kind of literally, like I think on the plane, just writes shits down on cocktail napkins and like, I'm just going to just, as he's drunk, just starts fucking writing yeah. shit down. And this is what I'm going to say. Hey, this is going to be great. <laughs> the other question I have is, does he think Sean Connery was in a league of his own or a league of her own, you know, like (laughs) league of their own, that movie, like that sounded like a movie reference. And I'm like, Sean Connery wasn't anywhere near that fucking movie. But, but think about this is that this is the day where it's all for Scott Boris. It's about him. Everybody take a look at me. And so he's going to get everybody their deals and he's going to talk it up. What he is doing is creating a lot of media attention for his clients, but also for his corporation. And so it gets headlines. And also anybody, his stand-up career. Right. Anybody, <laughs> anybody that's a young player or thinking, you know, somebody that's got a lot of talent, you know, the first person you think of when you think of an agent, think of Scott Boris, you know, and then yeah. he continues to kind of drive his own market up. I don't know if it's such a great idea to have a celebrity uh, agent. I mean, it, it, it's I, I do. I wonder if like, I mean, he obviously does really well for his clients, but I would wonder if it's if you know sometimes that would be annoying, especially if you were like let's say you're you're not Chris Bryant, but you're like a little bit further down his roster, like you know it's like all right, well I'll throw in a good contract for this guy so I can get you're, you know you're my top guy the best, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know just I'm just wondering if you were more of a middling sort of player, like how it would be for you to have Boris. He so, doesn't take on a lot of the middling guys. He's he's got a pretty good record of getting right. the big guys, and then yep. he dumps the middling guys off on the other guys that work for him. Right, Rodon uh, it was a blue chip prospect, you know what I mean, and he obviously yeah. performed that way this year. Wasn't so basically, you know, Boris was his agent for a while. You didn't know his, like I said, he was going to be his injury plague, but you know. Like like Michael said, it's not just Scott Boris working for him. He has a whole bunch of people, and obviously, yeah. the better you are, the more resources you're going to have going into these contract negotiations. I mean, clearly, he has a team of comedy writers on oh, yeah. his staff, <laughs> just just writing Sean Connery jokes. But yeah, you I take mean, a look at you look at Twitter funny, today. Though. You look at Twitter <laughs> today, like oh, that everybody was writing about it. It was everywhere. We're talking about it. Uh, it's going to be on the ESPN tonight. It's going to be on the uh, talk radio shows. He, he, he's sitting here. He's, he's mentioning his clients. He's kind of putting stuff out there. And and hey, man, he, if if I am a baseball player, he's doing his job. Sh- Sean yeah. Connery's in Scotland somewhere. Just like what the fuck? Why am I on Twitter? Like what Didn't is Sean Connery why? die? Oh, is he dead? I don't I think fucking so. know. If not, we probably just killed him by mentioning him on this show. But uh, I can't, I can't fucking remember if he's dead or not. I don't think yeah, he is. He, he died at age ninety. Yeah, he died just a yeah. Uh, he died two, yeah. twenty twenty. He died. Oh, um, okay. So, so uh, oh, there was a lot well, of deaths. Damn it! I guess um, uh, so. A couple of <laughs> well, even uh, even weirder than <laughs> like a, his family wasn't thinking about him. Even, there's and, there's, and there's other James. Him. There's other James Bond. It could be Pierce Brosnan. It, yeah, it could be, be uh, Bond, yeah. Roger Moore. It could be Daniel Craig. There's a lot of other. Oh, they didn't Bond. want him. They didn't want him to be that one James Bond who only did one movie, though. Or uh, so he, Timothy he was, Dalton, who had the bad ones. He yeah. was talking about more of his clients. One of Cub fans' interests was Nick Castellanos. 
um, Bobby Nightingale, <laughs> not to be confused with Bob Nightingale, says, uh, Agent Scott Boris on Nick Castellanos free agent market. I advised all of you two years ago that old St. Nick was going to bring a lot of presents <laughs> to Cincinnati. Frankly, we're just going to sit back and see what teams have been naughty and nice. That's what I'm, he said. I'm fucking so. telling you. Comedy. He has comedy writers. That's yeah. gold, man. That's gold yeah. stuff. They're not the, good comedy writers because those people work for actual comedy shows. But yeah, no, it's not funny. But uh, this one, <laughs> uh, Gordon Whitmire, he tweeted this one out. He said, "Scott Boris on how many teams are trying to win in 2022." Uh, Boris says 17 at the most. How many in the NL Central? He pauses, smiles. And says, "I think you know the answer to that." <laughs> so. Now, now, interesting though, in that Castellanos is he was asked about the Cubs, who Castellanos played for, and he said he would not say if the Cubs were a match for free agent Nick Castellanos, which is interesting because Boris is always kind of like one of those. Yep, any team wants to come talk, we'll talk. But he was kind of very indifferent about the Cubs, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well. He knows that so they we. probably won't give a good deal. But getting back to what Danny was just talking about, that quote, he pauses and smiles. I think you know the answer to that. I honestly don't know the answer to that. Do you? Well, I mean, wait, I is it? Did. Hold on, hold on. Honest to God, is any NL Central team going for it? No. So the Reds okay, just so got we've got an Wayne entire Miley division with, of teams that are tanking that just yeah. aren't fucking even trying. I, the, the Cardinals, the Cardinals are the only ones that are going for it, only because they have like Lars Newbar. and like and they're, they're not going for it. They're not going I, for it. They don't have they're, to. They're, they're, they they fucking resigned Yachty for thirty million dollars. Exactly. I think the the Brewers obviously try to do the best with what they got. Yeah, they're going for it in the way they can, but they're not going right. to like. They're not going to like you know sell off their future. They're uh, not going to go for it. Go for it. They're just going to try and do the best they can. Right, and the Cardinals are just going to win because of the stupid Cardinals. It's the Cubs that aren't going for it. The Pirates probably need another year to get somewhere, but who knows when they start putting together? And the Reds just like give up every other year, apparently. Is how yeah. that works, you know. Like now, the interesting thing about this press conference too is there was a name brought up, and you asked Danny how weird it would be for kind of some of the other kind of say middling Chris uh, or Scott Boris clients. A Scott Boris client was asked about today, Mister Jake Arietta, <laughs> and so uh, you Who know, the J- fuck was asking about him. Uh, the Chicago beat writer. So uh, Jake Arietta plans to pitch again next season. He attributed poor season to a series of physical issues that affected his mechanics. Expect like, him to be COVID ready in the spring. Uh, <laughs> he had COVID, hamst- long COVID the whole season. He did have a lot of hamstring issues, but again, wasn't he the guy that made the Cubs buy like machines that spun you around Pilates shit and stuff like that? Like I thought this wasn't going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, no, he just got old. I mean, that's a the and and I know he wants to pitch again. I I mean, and somebody may give a give him another shot at least to go back out there one more time and see how it goes. But 
you know, you've seen this a million times when the guy's like at the end of his career, he's just ha- hanging on, hanging on, hanging on, and he's take, getting a chance. He's, like you see it at the back of the baseball card. It's like, wow, he played for five teams that year. Like what happened? <laughs> like, and just like everybody's like, yeah, we need an arm. Get over here. You know, like I don't remember up. Jake Arrieta being on Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. And Arrieta's yeah. eyeing an Edwin Jackson like career right now. He's just hoping. He's going to do all the teams that Edwin did just in like one year. He's going to how that works. Everybody gives him a shot. Well, he won the Cy Young. Let's give him a shot. And uh, that's pretty much what gets you that shot at it. And you're like, maybe you got something left. But Well, you brought up surprised. Jake Arrieta and the Cy Young, which he did win when he was with the Cubs in 2015. The same year Chris Bryant won Rookie of the Year. You know who did not win Rookie of the Year? Yeah, no. The guy who broke Chris Bryant's record. We- <laughs> yeah. Patrick I- Wisdom. And, and here's the thing about Patrick Wisdom, and I thought of you as soon as I saw that news crawling, because like of all the people being like, I don't know, this guy's 31, he's maybe putting it together late in his career, and like even MLB's like, no, no, we're not even acknowledging that this even happened. <laughs> like this is not even like don't even be thinking that this guy's a guy at all. And you know, like I don't care, he hit 27, so he ran into 27. I'm, I don't know, to tell you, like you know. Never going to happen again. And they, they obviously have no faith. But did that surprise you that, like, I mean, Grandy had a 50% strikeout rate or something horrible. <laughs> but but did it surprise you at all that he didn't even get to be, like, in the finalist or they just – you have to be young? No, I, I – no, you don't have to be because uh, Ichiro, he yeah, won yeah, he that year when he was, like, 53 yeah. or something. Um, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't surprise me. Patrick Wisdom was only a Rookie of the Year candidate in the minds of Cubs fans. We're the only ones that clocked him last year at all. Yeah. Maybe the Cardinals wishing they still had him because he was hitting home runs, but that was all. That's only people that ever even heard of him. Right. Now, if you want to talk about real potential Rookie of the Years, the Cubs got some youngsters in the Arizona Fall League tearing it up. Yeah, dude, I love it. it you know, I, lo- I love to see those guys on the all-star list. Um, and especially because I looked up uh, Andy Weber, who I don't think a lot of Cub fans who don't watch the minors or have, have even heard of this guy because he's not known as like a top prospect or whatever. But, uh, you know, I don't know. He had a bad year uh, this year. In, uh, he hit 223, uh, OBP at 319. He had, a, he had an OPS of 642 uh, with two teams in AA and rookie year. It wasn't a great year for him. But he goes down to the Arizona Fall League, and they're probably just trying to get him some extra bats because they like him. And he's tearing it up. He's got a 975 OPS. He's hit four triples. Like, I love triples, dude. Like, if <laughs> you know. And, and the thing to keep in mind is that, like, you know, we talk about Patrick Wisdom running into however many home runs. But right now, you're in this Arizona Fall League, which is the best of everybody's young talent. So yeah. you're not playing like a team. You're playing the best of the best. You get no, what he's having a good month. You know, so I'm not going to get all excited about, you know, having a good month. But either way, like, the uh, Velasquez, Nelson Velasquez, just hitting homer after homer. He's leading the Arizona Fall League in home runs, and that's amongst all these prospects. And then Caleb Killian, who you get for Chris Bryant, he's learning a spike change. He throws 95, 96, and then he's he's actually picked up a a, a mile of uh, velocity down in the – Arizona Fall League, and uh, he's working on a curveball that's like you know playing real good. So I'm like, ooh, that you know, it, I don't know. I just it's nice to see this little hope. 
Right. And right. Nelson, Nelson Velasquez is the breakout story, not for Cub fans, but in baseball, as far as the AFL is, uh, Arizona Fall League's concerned. Yeah. I, I didn't look up his numbers because we already knew, we already talked about him doing, doing well. I just looked up, uh, oh, look, there's another Nelson Velasquez. He's a, uh, a composer. He's 48 <laughs> and he lives in Colombia. So, <laughs> and he hit a curve, but, uh, no. A composer. Did Scott Boris reference him earlier today? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look. I'm putting up the baseball. What I was that stupid commercial about painting a, a rem, when a pitcher paints a corner? It's called a Rembrandt. Do you remember that? A Rembrandt. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've played yeah, that commercial a bazillion times. Uh, he's got eight home runs in 82 at-bats, uh, Nelson does. And he's batting 390. His OBP of 490, he's slugging 756 for an OPS of 1.246. But he's got no triple. He has been the the story of the AFL. And and if you think about that, what you basically said is he homers every 10 at-bats. Yeah. Yeah. Pee in the cup, Nelson. Pee in the cup. (laughs) Uh, That was my fear. I was like, God damn it. It's on steroids. Because this guy was supposed to be a guy. All of a sudden, he goes down there. He's hitting home runs everywhere. Um, right. So, he he was like, my season's over. I can start. I can cycle on. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, you got to go down the Arizona Fall League. Oh, shit. So before we uh, move on to the next topic, I got another quick commercial for sunranto.com slash shopping. Another commercial for us. Just hold tight. If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, fans ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. Well, look up the Amazon link and try to find the, the, the Sun Ranto links and look at that dildo because whenever I see her holding it, that thing looks like a baguette. That that is that, that's <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't know if anyone else notices that, but uh uh, some, some <laughs> that's funny. I, I was thinking about Italian food too. Uh, so, uh, Crawley, <laughs> I, I was you know looking over the the twitters the other day, and who do I see in his picture tweeted out by the Chicago Tribune front page and center, the poster boy of Cubs convention. <laughs> There's Crawley holding the W flag. Who are you with? Number ninety five. That is uh, Mike Mitchell, uh, originally from Fowler's Howlers, now with the Noblemen with his Chad Noble number ninety five jersey. If you yeah. look at the bottom right corner, that is our good friend Austin Plock from uh, Plock Artwork. So uh, good crew. I think uh, Chad or Mike is standing on my a beer cooler, but uh, it's the every uh, Cubs conventional annual Let's Go Cubs chant five minutes before convention starts. 
And, uh, well, that's not going to happen this year because uh, nope. what this uh, article said was the Chicago Cubs have canceled plans to hold their annual fan convention in January because of COVID-19 concerns. Um, so, so I guess uh, it's okay to just, like, go tr- shoulder to shoulder in the troughs all 181 games a year, be it full capacity this entire time. COVID, not a problem there. Here's let's make cup snakes. So let's, like, do all I, stuff and then let me know. let me take a minute here on this really quick because yeah. I know everyone's going to want to love to throw the conspiracies and say, oh, the Ricketts are just trying to hide it. They've done that. The Ricketts canceled the family forum. This this isn't new. Here's the deal. They lo- they would have had Cubs come, but the point is is that people don't realize the amount of work. I told you guys in the summertime there would be no Cubs con. I said this. I've been saying this for a while. Here's what I know for a fact: the Cubs have to book out two hotels, not one, two hotels. They book out the Sheridan and they the book out the Lowe's. Okay, and so you have to book that out a year in advance. A year in advance would have been 20, uh, 2021 January when COVID was spiking at its worst at the Delta rate. So what you're telling me is you want the Cubs to book two hotels, two large amounts of hotel rooms. Then usually around Jan- uh, February, March, April, they kind of put the program together, who they're inviting. You have to get plane tickets. You have to get employees. You have to literally do all this stuff. There's a yeah. lot of prep work. You're telling me they're going to do all this. And when does COVID always spike? In the northern in the northern hemisphere, in the winter time, in the winter, that's when you well, have the worst waves. So there was no way. And and again, everybody can kind of get their uh, conspiracy theories out there that the Ricketts are dodging and ducking and bobbing and weaving. That's fine. I'd love to give them shit too. I'm the one who broke the fucking story about them canceling the family forum. I'm telling you right now, there was nothing more than it just wasn't feasible in this climate. You talk about going in the pisser. First of all, they didn't have full capacity to start the season. Second of all, then they had partial capacity with mask restrictions. Eventually, yeah, if you go piss for 30 seconds, I don't know how long I, you're spending in the pisser. You're there for five minutes, and that's it. Most of the other time you're there. Uh, hold on, you're... hold on, hold on. Danny posted pictures of himself destroying the fucking uh, the, the hickory whiskey room or whatever. Yeah, the fuck yeah. It was. Was a, remember when I destroyed the hickory whiskey room? Yeah, yeah the Maker's turned, Mark room, yeah. yeah I, turned, I, I turned Blue Friday into Brown Friday. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but and let me people t- bringing up the CBA uh, that's Jack uh, Pestovich. It's it's a little bit that, but it's they 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 weren't going to book it a year in advance. They could have they had all the way from January until this December to right. figure it so out. Why didn't they tell us when they didn't book it that it wasn't going to happen? Because they waited yeah. to the last minute and then and then they end up looking. They ruin it for themselves because now you can say you'd be you, if they would have said last January like we're obviously not going to have this. We need a year to and everybody knows this that it takes that long to plan a convention and stuff. We know that the players don't want to be around a bunch of. Freaking dirty fans in COVID. I mean, but and Danny, you have, you, like, you've been well, to the convention. You know what it is like. It is the, literally the shoulder sweaty, to shoulder, shoulder, yeah, back I, to ass. Like you can hey, barely I'm move. Just, I'm but, just but I wouldn't. I wouldn't dismiss what Jack Pastuovic. Sorry, I destroyed your name. Uh, is saying here in, in the comments. It's a, about the CBA. I can see that too. They're going to lock these guys out December first, so you cannot plan to have them. Uh, over, you know, downtown Chicago on, you know, January 16th. First off, you don't have anybody to bring anyway. I mean, you got Wilson Contreras and Kyle Hendricks. Is it? 
And then uh, that didn't matter in 2014, right? I, like you know, they were right. I, I, no, I, I I understand that, but but they can't bring them in. Once they lock them out, they can't bring them in. The only people they can bring in is the 69 Cubs. Like that's it. The, nice. Those guys are it. And so, uh, so I can see that. But I, think I also of- think, I also think, fucking uh, Tom Ricketts is still making do, making good on his promise. We will not be booing next year, and we haven't. We haven't had a there. fucking opportunity since he two said years. that. It's been two years. No, no CubsCon. Nobody has booed him at CubsCon since. It, it blows my mind because CubsCon was such a big part of my life. Um, as far as how much I loved going, how much I loved attending, like that to me was better than Christmas, better than my birthday. That was my weekend, and I loved it so much, and I can't believe it's been two years since I've been there. It sucks, and luckily we're going to throw stuff. We've been trying to figure out the date. Um, Usually it's over um, Martin Luther King uh, Jr. weekend, which is right smack dab in the middle of the month. That's a really bad time for me, Uh, so we're trying to figure this. But I know a lot of people like Stuart from Club 400 – planning on doing stuff. Nisei Lounge is going to be throwing some events and like they're trying to get us on board. As I said, we're going to try to figure out, but we'll let everybody know we're going to do something. If not that weekend, I know that's a good weekend for people because a lot of people have the next day off or something, but um, we'll figure out something to do in the winter time because it is like it breaks up the winter in the perfect way. And that's what's it's, sad about it. It's glorious it. because it, it, everything happens in a row. January, CubsCon, February, Pitchers and Catcher, March, Spring Training, April, Opening Day. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So it's sad. Well, uh, I'm sorry because I, I also thought of you as soon as like I heard that too. I was like, oh, poor Crawley. That's his freaking Christmas. Well, he, that, that's my jam. And what's freaking me out is like when I go there, you kind of like, who do I need to get? Who are the autographs I need to get? And I always put uh, Jason Hayward on the back burner because his contract's so fucking long. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I don't know. Chris Bryant may be gone, and, and Ben Zobris may be gone. I got to get those guys. I'll get Hayward later. Well, now two fucking years I was supposed to get Hayward. I'm getting freaked out here, man. Like he may be gone, and I may never see Jason Hayward and get the autograph I need. Well, that would, would be a, a double-edged sword of bad and good. Because if you never see Jason Hayward again, that means that something good happened with the Cubs and they, they decided to part ways. Well, they found Robert Sanchez, Cub Druggist, says at least you won't lose at bingo this oh, year. Oh, he I can guess. lose at bingo, just he's not going to lose at bingo at CubsCon because I'm sure we're going to play some bingo at some point. Can so, I call it? Well, um, yeah, you should be. Yeah, you could be the new Wayne Mesmer. I, I've Come called a bingo it. game before at the Moose Lodge, just so you know. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like how you act like you've got these qualifications. Like I'll put a resume together. B eight. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. There's certain. I don't know how to do this. There's certain. There is certain things you have to have your bingo calls. Everyone knows whether it's under the O or the logo. Under the O, sixty nine. 69 you got and then like there's certain things you know and then like the other thing is B9 it's not a tumor like there's certain things that just like are total bingo things and if you know them they're a lot of fun so um the only announcement i really have is <laughs> that, that must be uh, from scott boris's uh, comedy writers yeah exactly <laughs> hilarious um the only real announcement i have is that um uh the uh, cubs caroling on december 11th 
Uh, it's going to be really fun. Saturday night, we're going to party our faces off. We're going to go around Wrigleyville. We're going to sing. We're going to meet at G-Man Tavern at 5 p.m. And we're and I'm going to bring a bunch of song sheets. We're going to walk around. We're going to sing as many uh, Cubs Christmas songs as we can till we have uh, no no uh, voices left. And Danny, I, don't I wrote two songs last night, Danny, to put in to nice. the uh, for contest. for the contest video production that we will do for everybody. If, if if you don't know what this is, write your own Cubs Christmas parody. parody film yourself. Put it on TikTok or Twitter or send it an email, however the fuck you want to do it. And uh, then at the end, we, we put all this shit out in like one long thing. It was great last year. I loved it. Yeah, but we're not going to do that really this year, I think, you know, because that was a more of a COVID thing. So I think they're just going to oh. trickle in into the contest. So, um, so uh, yeah, that's my only – and you can win a Ronnie Woo Woo bobblehead if you win. So we will have the contest. I mean, I don't know if we'll just like do them all like on one night. Maybe we will if we're bored, but you know, that's pretty. Didn't we, didn't we just watch them all on the show? That well, was I, show. I sang them all, you know, I sang a oh. bunch and then we watched a no, bunch. We, we and... watched a bunch too. We had Bill Sugars. Yeah. I remember yeah, I, Mike, watched, Michael was dressed in a robe with some scotch, I believe. That was hilarious. That was silent yeah. night, I believe. So I um, think we had to cut off Salado. Because yeah, this was, like was too long. I was like, twelve oh, minutes God. long. Twelve minutes. He, he long. was like Freebird <laughs> out there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, definitely, uh, you've got till pretty much then. Actually, you got pretty much till Christmas to get those in. You know, as far as the contest goes, well, now to right around Christmas time. So, and to show up to the event, it's all up on Facebook on the Sunranto page. So I only have uh, one flexing cube from this week. Um, so I'll, I'll just give it to you real quick. Uh, this has to do with CubsCon, and Bleacher Nation tweeted out uh, their article about it. Cubs reportedly canceling Cubs convention for the second straight year. And let's go Brandon, um, or stop, drop, kaboom, too, wrote, woke snowflakes. <laughs> like, little do they know that they, they don't even understand how unwoke the rickets really are, you know? Yeah, They're I know. Pretty much imagine. imagine uh. So that's mine. Okay. Well, I've got two that kind of go together. They're off the same one. It was, uh, it's Cubs tangential. It's, uh, Jack Peterson, the video of him during the, uh, World Series saying, uh, we are the motherfuckers, right? Yeah. And, uh, Segovia44 on Reddit says, uh, if the Dodgers hadn't got rid of Jack, they would have won the World Series this year. And that wasn't quite enough. And then he came back and wrote more. And this is where he went full-on ranter. The fucking Dodgers are idiots. Why in the fuck did they get rid of Jock? He was the spark that turned everything on. That's what you need in a team. Fuck all that respectful idol shit. And fuck the fucking censor bullshit motherfuckers. Everything is in the open. No nothing is sacred. So quit your sniveling. Jock should sign with the Giants so he can fuck the Dodgers good. He's a home run hitting motherfucker. And he always comes through when you need him. Stupid Dodgers. That was one sentence. Wow. Off the meds. No, no punctuation. <laughs> no punctuation. Woo. Well, he, uh, he I just have two exclamation points at the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do got one thing. It is, it is not baseball related, but I thought it related well to the show. 
Average Dad 1 says, my wife teaches high school math and half of her time is spent just making sure that none of the math problems she gives to the kids end up with an answer of 69 or 420. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Meanwhile, if I was a math teacher, they would all end up like that. So um, <laughs> every, well, go- every, every kid gets... A hundred percent. They're like, oh, it's going to be fucking four twenty or sixty nine. Sixty nine. It's all fifty fifty shot, right? <laughs> so uh, after this show, we're going to go over on the Spotify Green Room app and fulfill our obligations. Um, but but I don't know what we want to talk about because it has really been a slow, slow week. But we always ask us anything. Yeah, ask us anything. So yeah, ask us questions. Download ask the Spotify us anything. Green Room. Anything. 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 We are open. And you know what? Uh, yeah. And when you ask, you can ask us over Twitter or uh, other ways. If for some reason we're not seeing it on the green room app, sometimes that's a little funky. Uh, we'll kind of be, we'll be paying attention to the Sun Ranto show Twitter, uh, the actual Twitter account. Um, and then, one of us will do that, and one of us can look on Facebook. That's a good case idea because yeah, it can be a little bit wonky sometimes. So, join us over there. Download uh, the Spotify Green Room app. Follow Sunranto Show. You'll be notified when we go live, which will be in about five minutes. So, uh, let's spagog out of here, and we'll see you over on the other side. Spagog. Spagog. Winter kept on roaring. Spring never arrived The earth was busy healing A million people died Seems like another era A long forgotten time When we all were out at Wrigley Drinking beer in the sunshine Watching the boys of summer Send baseballs for a ride A deep Chicago sunset An orange and purple sky I'm dreaming of those days Cause I remember you and I Just loving being at Wrigley Drinking beer in the sunshine
The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Symbol. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. The Sunranto Show is also brought to you by the Spotify Greenroom app. The second half of the show, which you're about to hear, was recorded on the Spotify Greenroom app. It is an app that you download for free at the iOS App Store or the Android Store. You create a profile, you link your Twitter, you join a league. Uh, you follow us at Sunranto Show to be notified when the room goes live. And uh, then when we go live, you can join in the conversation. So it's kind of like a radio call-in show, uh, except you're using an application on your phone that you can download. So you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. You get in on the conversation and uh, you can listen to lots of different things. There's all sorts of uh, leagues and concepts and uh, radio shows that are going live on the Spotify Greenroom app. You don't want to miss it. So check it out uh, and uh, download it today. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show, which you need to follow on the Spotify Greenroom app. Sun Ranto Show. Here's our conversation. Hey, Robert. What's up, John? I'm seeing people come in here now. Matt Cammer. What's up, man? How's it going? I'm waiting for everybody to come in. If anybody wants to request to speak, go ahead. And if you just want to request to speak right off the bat, um, come on in. I don't know what to even talk about. Like, it's uh, it's kind of like I've been explaining it to some people out here. I'm in California right now. I've been explaining it to some people this way. Um that it's kind of a weird time to be podcasting about the Cubs or doing a show about the Cubs because they're not, they're pretty directionless right now. There's no, it's like this weird holding pattern where I don't feel like they're planning on competing. We're just supposed to be okay with that with no exact like end and end game in sight where we are like, I mean, I know the Cubs will contend again, but they just have not signaled any anything like that they're going to be in anytime soon. And that's like, it's kind of a weird thing as we just sit here and wait for something good to happen. I know they're going to feel the baseball team. And I know that the central is not going to be all that interesting um, as far as anything new, <clears throat> but I don't know that it's going to be even close to enough what they plan on doing this year to get in there. Crawley come on, on coming on in. What's going on? Good. Uh, you know, same thing. I was going five minutes ago when I was talking to you at StreamYard. Dude, you got a cold? I have like some kind of allergies. I'm really sniffly, and I and I was just California COVID. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm three shots in, baby. So whatever. But like, I was. I got on an Amtrak today and went again and went um, up and down the. Well, I did go up and down the coast, but like down the coast today. Real pretty, like looking at the ocean and stuff. But you know, I didn't. I was with Johnny for a few days, and I just didn't even sleep at all. Like two hours a night, I was sleeping. 
hanging out with Johnny all night and so you imagine how that kind of went. So I might <laughs> singing have Beatles songs down. till God knows how long, how late in the morning. Yeah, we did. We did. We were singing all the country ones too, like singing like Johnny Cash and stuff. So but, down, 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 down. No, I was just I was just kinda of like talking and riffing on the Cubs still when you guys were came on just about how like I've been talking to people out here about how it's like you know, it's re- it's it's I it's tough to be motivated to even talk about the Cubs in certain respects right now because there's literally nothing exciting happening at all uh, on the major league squad, and it's just like, well, I guess I have this podcast about this thing that nobody really gives a crap about right now. <laughs> so, like, you know, when it's you, just weird. When you think about it in California too, you got the Dodgers who. Uh, there, there's an amazing stat the other day that they've either won the World Series or lost to the team that won the World Series, going back to when they when the Cubs beat them in 2016. Yeah, last five years or six years or something. And, and like they, they had a payroll up near 300 million to prove it, you know, and like they had Trevor Bauer go down, and what did they do? They went and got Scherzer, you know. They just like, they didn't care. It just kept going. It's just like, you know, and that would, at least, even if it's dumb moves, like ultimately, they obviously weren't in the World Series this year. But, you know, even if it's dumb moves, but like. They were in the, they were in the NLCS, weren't oh, they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were. They yeah. lost to the Braves. Lost and, to Atlanta, and, yeah. And here's the thing it's like, wouldn't you love it if your team was at least doing exciting things instead of we're like, oh, we got Wade Molly off the waiver wires. Isn't that great? Like, what a great move. <laughs> and, and it is a good move, but it's like also boring as hell. And like, it's like. It's a good move for a middle tier market. It, it's a yeah. it's a good move for just a lucky bullshit six teams into the waiver wire. They're like, oh, sure, we'll pick them up. That's a move that they should have done, no matter what their pitching looked like for next year. You know what I mean? Like, even if they had every great pitcher that they've had over the last five years. You still pick Miley up for ten million for one year because that's what you do. You always do that As because a, the guy is you, worth ten million for one year. In twenty sixteen, they would have picked up Wade Miley in a deal like this for ten million, just in case they needed a seventh guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's you know what I mean? Like that's what it, that's the difference. Is like now, remember back in the day when they're like, "Oh, let's go, go pick him up, get five million bucks, no big deal." Like, of course we'll take him five million. Now they're like. Crying over two, you know. Well, you know, and I think the Dodgers are, you know, they're kind of proving out what we've always talked about on this show. Winning makes money, right? If you just keep winning, you keep making money. The Yankees know this, right? It doesn't matter how much you're spending because you're still making money because you're winning. You're the best team in the league every single year. The World Series goes through you. And and I think the Yankees fans are a lot tougher than Cubs fans because the Yankees fans will not put up with a lot of shit. They start losing. They're like, fuck this team. This team sucks. I hate them. And they don't like fucking go to any games. And those are expensive seats there in, uh, at uh, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I'm a- I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of full seats next year. I mean, they didn't sell out a game this year, did they? They didn't sell out a single fucking game. The Cubs didn't. 
this year. They had no fans last year. They opened up this year finally, and they didn't sell out a single fucking game. It wasn't ideal, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, um, here's the thing. It's like, you know, I, it's not going to be a Wade Miley-type move or any kind of, like, raise-ish type move where even if they do piece together a team that like manages to run into some wins and go on a good streak and like fit, you know, finish over 500. If you do it with the likes of Wade Miley, cup fans still won't really care that much unless the weather's good. You know what I mean? It's not going to be enough. Like you're going to need something coming back that people have heard of. Like you're going to need to pick up somebody that would get the fans excited. And like, it certainly isn't going to be the likes of Wade Miley. And it's like, like the offseason when they had signed, signed you Darvish. That got everybody excited. You know, like if they were to do something like get a Nick Castellanos, you know, that'll sell some tickets, no doubt about it. But like, you know, right now they've like just signaled to us that like, well, we're going to get these guys off the waivers. And, you know, and it's like, so I'm sitting there like hanging out with my friends last night. They're like, oh, so we're still doing the Cubs thing? I'm like, yeah. They're, I'm like, they're not really doing the Cubs thing. The Cubs aren't. Like, I am, like, still. Like, I'm here, you know, still talking about it. It kind of sounds like when somebody – it kind of sounds like when someone asks you if you still live with your parents. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You still doing the Cubs thing yet? Or, you know, like, you know, are you still still working at Home Depot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I made it all the way up to register. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's been a while. You've been there for 20 years now. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you know, and it is fine. But it's just like, you know, it's when you're, if, you know, if, we're, if we were like, I mean, it's Chicago. Like, we deserve better. And that's what's frustrating. So, like, and I'm not even talking to other baseball fans, but I think they all understand what I mean when I'm like, eh, they're not, you know, the, the, the thing that I love, it's like they're, they're not even trying to be the lovable losers. You know, they're not even trying to do that, like rebuild and tank or, you know. know. They're, they're kind of the shitty losers like now. Less than, yeah, they're like not even, they're not even losing well. You know, like they're not even losing in an interesting way. So in a way that makes you feel excited or like that there'd be somebody like a Chris Bryant or a Javi coming up soon or like I guess I'm kind of excited to see Brennan Davis, but – you know, I don't know that he has the total um, pedigree that maybe some of these other top dudes did in the past. When you talk about the core, so um, I, I would, I would, I would disagree a little bit there. I think a lot of, I think he's they, good. I think they have a ton of young talent on the way that just doesn't. It, we, it worked once. You you could pitch that once. Hey, we got all this talent, guys. You're not going to pitch it twice to a fan base that now expects to win. Bernie Barron uh, hit it exactly correct. Laughable losers. So, I don't know. I mean, you guys remember, like, in the middle of the whole field thing, it was like every you assumed every free agent was going to come to the Cubs, and you weren't kidding yourself. The Cubs were the only non-West Coast team to get a sit-down with Otani. Like, they didn't get Otani, but no other team that was not on the West Coast got a sit-down with them. And so there was a time where now all of a sudden, like, Cub fans got spoiled in a way that, like, yes, we should be like the Yankees. Because every time there's a free agent, what's the first team? Everyone's like, yeah, they're the Yankees. You know what I mean? Like, I, I literally, like, it sounds like the Yankees are trying to rebuild the 2016 Cubs. 
I heard Rizzo and uh, Baez both are being, you know, Yankees are kicking the tires on those. I don't hear the Cubs kicking the tires on anybody. Well, I'm looking. What happened to Gleyber nah, Torres? Fell off. I thought they. Yeah, well, he he had Tommy John, right? Because his uh, he had like Tommy John on his non-throwing hand or some shit. Yeah, yeah he I think. banged up. You know, and and and, uh, but yeah. uh, you know, it's it's my my the point I'm trying to make is that there was a time for the last five or six years. Well, I don't want to say five or six years, but like let's say like 2015 to 2018, where we just assumed the Cubs would be going for all these great players. And well, now and it's um, kind of like, who, who do you think they're going for now? Like, who are they going for a Correa? I don't think so. Are they going for, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know who they're going for. I don't know. I don't have any well, idea what the plan is. And that makes, and that makes the offseason, this offseason, even more annoying right now because all these Cub fans on Twitter are like, oh, we're totally going to get all these guys because they got totally, completely spoiled all those years when we were when we were in on every single dude, like we, you know, even if we didn't get them, like obviously that we didn't never got um, Bryce Harper, but oh, he named his dog Wrigley. He, you know, he's best best friends with Chris Bryant, so obviously he's going to come here. But like either way, the Cubs were at least in the rumors of national writers saying that the Cubs were a possible landing spot for somebody uh, like Bryce Harper. Now, if you look at the, if you saw the top 50 MLB free agent on MLB trade rumors that came out and everybody's predicting where they're going to go. And everybody, they're usually wrong. And some guys, sometimes one of these analysts like run into like some good picks, but it's, but it's total BS, you know, like these predictions, but the Cubs are not mentioned in any of the top 10. So like Carlos Correa, uh, they, they predict Tigers, Phillies, Tigers, these three guys that wrote the article. Then and who are um, Tim Dierks, Steve Adams, and Anthony Franco. Those are the people that are producing this stuff. Corey Seager, at unanimous, he's going to the Yankees for 10 years, $305 million. Like, the Cubs aren't even, like, e- even one of the teams. They're like, oh, they and we need a shortstop. You know what I mean? They're not in on the, the big guy. They're not in on Correa, uh, you know, who they predict 10 years, 320. Uh, I guess the Astros offered him – Five years, something like that, like, and three something. And then you look at Freddie Freeman. Cubs need a first baseman, but nope, Braves, Braves, Red Sox. Chris Bryant used to be on the Cubs, number four top free agent. Six years, $160 million. It, That sounds like a pretty good deal for Chris Bryant. You know, like, that's like less than freaking Dave, David Kaplan said that he was actually rumored to have been offered. But no, do you know who's going to pay 6-160? The Mariners, according to these guys, or the Mets, who were rumored this this year. Kevin Gaussman, the pitcher who we need, uh, some top-end pitching. Are we going to get him? Nope. The unanimous Giants are getting him. Marcus Semien, there's another one that we could use. Maybe a lower, uh, you know, a, a lower-tier shortstop than some of the top guys. Uh, nope, Red Sox, Dodgers, Angels. Not even not one of them has picked a Cubs so far. Robbie Ray, another pitcher we could use. Nope, going to the Blue Jays, uh, according to these guys. Trevor Story, another shortstop. Are we getting him? No. Phillies, Rangers, Astros. Uh, Scherzer, they say he's going back to the Dodgers. Castellanos, who we would love to have. Rangers and Padres. Stroman, Angels, Twins. Like Dodgers. Javi Baez, who used to play for the team. Rangers, Tigers, Rangers. Like, 
dude, like not one of these beat guys who look at this stuff for a living that comes, comes on even, even in on the conversation. So the best way to look at it is which non Cubs writers mentioning the Cubs. And the only thing I've heard is John Heyman and, and Javi Baez, who he's kind of sold on that. Other than that, I have heard no other, uh, no other guy that no other beat national beat writer or, or baseball writer mention the Cubs in any kind of conversation. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. And the, that's what's frustrating. It's like, you know, it's like Anthony Rizzo, they're, they're predicting, did you see the numbers on him? It's like, it's like half of what the Cubs had rumored to have offered him. Half. Three years, $45 million, they're saying, for him. And uh, that's for 30 home runs a year. And if it's that cheap to bring the face of your freaking franchise back, and they're, and they're, and, Marlins, Red Sox, and Braves is who he's rumored to go to. Like, you know, the Yankees, I know, probably want him back too. Like, it's it's frustrating, especially because you have the money to go out there in 2022 and feel a team that can win the Central. And then it's like, it's right there for them. And they're not, and they have no, they have no interest. Like, you, you need to sign at least one more top-tier pitcher and fill a couple of, you know, fill, fill the shortstop hole. And then you can move things around. Like, you do those two things and maybe, like, pick up a closer down the, down the line, and which you have plenty of money to do. You do those two, two, three things, and you are right back in a place where you can compete. I'm not saying you're going to win the World Series, but you can compete in the Central. Where the Pirates aren't there, the Reds are giving up again. You know, you, you know the. But again, the Brewers have three studs that they're kind of building off of. You know what I, I mean? They, like, they got the pitching. I got you. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where this all kind of plays the, out. But I mean, it's. I, I don't sleep on them because they're the team that really has been kind of doing it. You know. Yeah, but they but they need to do something more than what they've done. If they just sit on the players that they've got right now, and they don't add. To that team, then they could still win the central, but they're not really going for it. Right. I don't. I don't disagree with you. But what I'm telling you is, is that that's a team that you know. How often have they been in the postseason or in the mix for the postseason the last however many years? And they're very much like the Rays in that frustrating type of situation that they just get a guy and somehow that guy all of a sudden becomes good and then goes somewhere else and is no good. I, I can't explain what they do. I can't explain why it happens. I don't know if they use air conditioning or lights or any, of the other, or, or any of the other weird things that people have brought up. All I know is at the end of the season, they're fucking competing, and, and I, can't, I can't figure it out, and I don't understand why the Cubs, with their payroll, I mean, compared to the, the whatchamacallit, compared to the Cubs, uh, compared to the Brewers, their payroll, I mean, if you're just going on payroll alone, then the Cubs should absolutely be destroying them. Well, and they and they couldn't get it done when they had the players to actually destroy them. You know, they let them sneak in and do all this stuff. And Joe Madden's eating eating meatloaf every week. You know, for the longest time, they, they didn't have any sense of urgency. Players all talked about it, and so now, the, you know, when you when you okay, so you get rid of all that, 
and you say, okay, well, we're going to start fresh and we're going to, we're going to, you know, now we have some money to actually put at this team and build around who they don't even know. Like, are they still going to, I mean, they could, they could trade Hendricks. It wouldn't surprise me if they traded Hendricks and Contreras and even signaled further that they're going to just reload this whole situation, you know, and, you know, I just, I, that's what's so frustrating about it right now is because they haven't, they're not even letting us know like when they plan on even being good again. Or, or they think that oh, they you're, are you're breaking good, up. And they're not. And that's what's even more frustrating. Like they're like, oh Frank Schwedell's good for Okay, sorry. Well I'll stop talking if I'm breaking up. But Eric Gitter asks uh, what is the projected lineup or rotation right now? And then he says Hendricks, Alzali, Steele, Miley. Uh, yeah, you got to put Alec. They still have Alec Mills, so Mills is in there. But yeah, Hendricks, Miley, Mills, Alzali, Steele. Who else you guys got? They talked about two out of three of those young kids. They talked about either Keegan Thompson, Alzali, or um, Justin Steele. Those are the three that they yeah. kicked around. How about Mills? Oh, and uh, what happened to uh, – I'm just, No, no, no. I'm not saying that Mills won't be in there. What I'm saying is, is don't count all three of those kids being in the rotation. Count on two out of three of those. Right. Well, I wouldn't even count on two of them being there. I would count on one of them being there – uh, and then when he's not doing well, they bring the other one up, but they send him down, and they're just rotating those guys. Well, they're, yeah, they're not, I mean, it could be a lot. They're of not taking a lot of innings, too. You got to remember that it's like these dudes. That was a lot of the issue for the Cubs even last year. Is like these dudes were going only four innings, beating up the bullpen, and then when you like traded away. Uh, you know, Kimbrel, and you traded away Chafin, you traded away uh, Tapera. Like you had nothing to even, you know, stem the stem the, the the horribleness of the of the pitching at that point. It's like you had you had nobody. And uh, like I'm just wondering, like if you don't have, I mean, Hendo's the only one that can go deep of all those guys. I mean, I guess Millsy can do it, but like he's pretty much middle of the road dude. But Andy's. And he's coming off his worst season as a as a pro. Yeah, I mean, but he's never supposed to be that good, you know. Like, right. I'm just saying, though, is that it is a concern that the guy that you're supposed to be able to depend on more than anybody is not now looking not so dependable. Yeah. Well, are you, are you talking about Hendo? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the league's going to figure you out. You know, he's throws slow, like. You know, if you're not if you're not getting your call, if you fig- if you figure out what he's doing to you, you know, after this amount of time, I mean, you see some of those like players, like uh, Hendo against certain players. You see the list of guys that he's played against a bunch of the NL Central, and like some of them got like 50, 60 at bats off the guy now. You know, it's like unless I don't know, maybe he finds an extra gear, becomes like Rich Hill or something. Hey, Rich Hill's out there. You want to? Rich yeah, Hill's he, available. He, yeah, bring him back. It'll be like 2007 all over again. What a memorable! God Almighty, I can't. I, I cannot do another. I know everybody loves Big Dick Mountain and all that shit. I can't do that guy again, man. I, I did it once. I ain't doing it again. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to see him either. 
Um, you know, we haven't heard much about Braylon Marquez this year. I think he was injured half the year or whatever. Uh, he's another guy that maybe by the end of the year you could see him starting. Uh, boy, I, you'd have to take a look at the progress that he's making. I mean, it's so hard to predict coming back from injury, the amount of innings he's thrown. His oh, and that's why I said end yeah. of the year. You know, like he could be a September sort of guy, get a few starts in. I don't think he's, like you say, he, he basically missed a year of pitching. And he came off of that. He was, uh, you know, at the alternate site. So really he's missed two years of pitching. Yeah, that's a lot of development that I'm just sitting here with that guy scratching my head being like, I haven't, I could, he may be the greatest player since, you know, pitcher since Tom Seaver. He may be a bust. I have no clue what to expect. And you just cannot, you can't even pencil that in when it's that much of an unknown, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Just another name that I think most people have forgotten about for a while because he's been out of the limelight there. Yeah, we'll see what happens with him. He, you know, you, you hope only good things for the, you know, you know, for him and, and that he will uh, be successful. But it's just, like I said, tough go right now. But I truly believe that there will be, in my opinion, I know it's going to sound like a Cub fan optimist blowing smoke up your ass. I truly believe that there will be many more uh, pitching prospects coming up compared to the zero that we had before. But I just think that they, I think <laughs> compared to I, I that, think that there sure. is going to be much more talent because a lot of teams all of a sudden the guy comes out of nowhere and you're like, who the fuck is this? Where did this guy come from? And the Cubs haven't had that in I don't even know how long where you've had a pitcher and you're like, who the hell is that dude? Man, that guy really throws. Like I have, I, maybe Zambrano was a little bit more under the radar. You know what I mean? He kind of was in the shadow of Wood he, and Pryor was, and all that and. He ended up having. He was the last one, and yeah, it's because he was being overshadowed by the other guys on his own team. Right, like when you think about like the 2004 rotation, that was Wood, Pryor, Clement, Maddox, and Zambrano was your number five. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering Uh, about Eric Ginter. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Eric Ginter says let Bodie pitch. LOL. Well, uh, we just found out that Bodie had his shoulder operated on. He just had surgery on his shoulder, so uh, who knows, you know, when or what that's going to look like. Doesn't that make him more desirable to the Cubs, though, for pitching? As for hey. pitching, sure. Well, and the other thing weird thing about Bodie is, like, I was like, I was giving him crap all year. I'm like, Bodie sucks. Bodie sucks. I mean, and now we found out he was. I mean, we know he was hurt before, but you always wonder how hurt he was and how much that would affected his year. So you might get something more out of him. But I mean, I'm going to stick by my Bodie sucks kind of assessment of that situation. Like, I was never happy with like like he ran in that one Grand Slam. Everybody thinks he's good. I was like, I had one good moment yeah, ever. I, I would I say- hate the way he plays the field. Bodie is very much could be like a Tommy Lestella kind of guy. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think he's as good as Lestella. I'm just saying that he's a great guy to have on the bench, to have on the team, to play a couple positions. Is he great? No. But you do have to give guys rest, and you do have to have guys that can have professional bats. And you do have guys – I know it's, he had the grand slam. He had some other big hits too, but you kind of have to kind of keep in mind that he's a good guy to have. But if he's your everyday starter, that's a problem. If he's your unanimous choice for second base, that's a problem. <laughs> that's more of a problem in uh, how you're evaluating your players. 
Yeah. Um, by the way, if if anybody's trying to get in, this I can't get this app to work. I don't get what's the problem is. If anybody's trying to request to talk, Crawley, I've also tried to make you the host. Um, I, Dude, I don't know if- I'm, I'm I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. Is that like when we start shooting the shit on this thing? I just free wheel, so I'm not really looking at it. So I'll take a look. Right. At it. I'm not saying it's it's an well, app issue. It's more me not looking. Well, no, it's not even that. It's like if people are trying to get in, like, you know, it's it's just hard for me to tell. It's not refreshing, and I'm I'm just saying I have the same problem every week. So it's um you know it's that's the thing. Mike, I try to make you the host now. I know this isn't a great um, advertisement for uh, Green Room, <laughs> but I'm just saying like this is what's going on, guys. <laughs> Um, I got a big autograph show next weekend, man. These checks have got to clear, Danny. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, you can send me or make me the. I tried, and it's not done work. Right. I just want to tell our green room overlords that I love this app. I love the green app. room. <laughs> Whenever you need to talk, use green room. Yeah, well, I know. No, I, I actually there, there will be ads all over our podcast about green room, and then there'll be me later on. After the ad, being like, "Man, this shit doesn't work," <laughs> but hey, I mean, that's why people trust me. Um, but no, it's like you know, and, I mean, Bodie, I give a hard time too. It's just like, and I agree, like he's a backup. Like you know, we shouldn't be started. That's the issue with Bodie; he's overexposed. But I also think that the Cubs are actually high on Bodie. Like I think they think he's better than he is. Like maybe there's something in their advanced metrics because he hits the ball hard, or or whatever it is that he's he's just not running into the ones he she should. Like once these line drives start falling in, it's it's going to be good. You know what I mean? Like he's it's not like compared to some of the other guys. It's not like he's a huge strikeout machine. It was a little bit more last year, but maybe that's because he was hurt. So it's like, you know, they, but I, the, my fear is, is that the Cubs do think that Patrick Wisdom's good, that they do think that Frank Schwindel's going to be great, and that David Bodie makes a fine shortstop or something stupid like that. You know what I mean? My, con- my concern is that they, they think he's good enough. They know he's not good. My concern is they believe he's good enough. He's passable enough that you can make it look like you're trying to do something, and, and then if it doesn't work out, be like, oh, man, we really had high hopes for Patrick Wisdom. He was Rookie of the Year. Remember that, guys? Like, I just – that's my concern. It's not they know what he is versus isn't. It's if you can – you know what I mean? Like when you would sit there and, like, you'd have a big speech due in a class and you totally fucking forgot about it, and then you went up and bullshitted your way through the whole thing and you look at the teacher to see if they bought it. That kind of situation. Yeah. No, exactly. And that's exactly what this – exactly. No, I think we're saying the exact same thing is that the Cubs actually think that having David Bodie on this team is like a win for them, a win for the team, that they did a good job with this. And I'm like, you know, this could be better. Like, you need an upgrade. Um, they pretty much all over the team. And that's, and that's what's frustrating to me is like you've got these dudes that you could sign, like, and you can make a big impact with like – three players and say, okay, now let's build around this and get some cheaper talent. And they're not doing anything. Um, and you know, they, and it's, it's not like, and it's not like they're in some powerhouse division, like the AL East or the NL West right now, you know, it's like, it's totally winnable right now. Instead, they're going to be like, no, David Bowie's good enough. And it, it is good enough to go 500, but it's like, that's the Cubs that I grew up with. And it's the worst. 500 teams are the worst. 
I'd rather lose 100 games. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I do know what you're <laughs> saying, that a 500 team is just the type that drives you nuts because one day they look like, the, you know, the murderous row Yankees, and the other day they look like, the, the you know, like the like an absolute awful team, and you can't figure out which team shows up. That was uh, that was 2019. They would literally they just they'd win one, they'd lose one. They'd win four, they'd lose four. They would just like I mean they would back up, you know, a four or five game win streak with a four or five game losing streak every time. And it, you know, halfway through the season they were like literally right at 500. Wasn't that that was the year where they couldn't win on the road? Like not like a single freaking game. One final plea for you all to join the Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash sunranto. Um, this version of the podcast has advertising all strewn throughout it. And uh, if you don't like it, uh, then uh, and why would you like being uh, barked ads at? Uh, well, then you can subscribe for as little as one dollar at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get your own RSS feed. You get the show early. You get the show ad-free. And uh, there's perks at every level. You can get the music. I write out little newsletters. You get the f- photography and the f- that I take at the games. Um, there's, it, it just, it's a great way to help out the show. Become a ranter, a super ranter, and um, help out the show. Because I'm telling you, it, it'll make you feel good knowing that you're helping produce the Sun Ranto Show Tickets and beer and Crawley's memorabilia, Cubs Cave, and, you know, uh, Michael Cotton tickets and all sorts of good stuff that will put your money to good use producing a great Cubs podcast. So please be be involved with it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. And you'll never hear me ask you again because I cut those all out of the show. So you'll never hear it again. You'll never hear this little uh, song that's playing. You'll never hear about uh, any of the uh, the advertisers that are fed us through our podcast network. You won't hear any about of it. You'll just hear Cubs talk. You won't have your time wasted, and it is really cheap—a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. If you would buy each one of us a beer at Wrigley Field, that's like the three, four dollar level. So come on, join today. Patreon.com/slash Sunranto. Quit screwing around. Here's the rest of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that was 2019. They would go home, and they would absolutely crush it, and we'd all be leaving Wrigley. Like, Here we go. We're getting started. That was a seven-game winning streak at Wrigley. And then all of a sudden, they'd go on the road and lay a whole bunch of eggs and couldn't score a run. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, that was, uh, that was when you had to deal with all the fans who thought the team was really, really fucking good because they never watched them play anywhere but at Wrigley. Yeah, the 33 <laughs> and 48 on the road. Yep. 51 and 30 at home. Almost like exact polar opposite. Just brutal. Um, and, and uh, you know, and that's when you could tell, like, when a team doesn't play well on the road, you know, remember they used to do all those pajama parties and party with each other all the time and do the dance. And they, you know that they were having fun on the road. And I bet you, like, leaving home during the after like you kind of saw some cracks in the plaster on like the the core and like the team camaraderie and stuff you know i that's really pretty indicative and of them not i won't say liking each other but not just having the spirit to be able well they all they all started they all started growing up and they all started getting 
you know, fiancés and wives, and then the ones that had wives, those wives were fucking the pastor, and it was really, it was just a very <laughs> confusing time in these young men's lives. <laughs> they were just struggling. So it it was, uh, you know, it was a bizarre. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'll wait for the book to come out and I'll read all the books and try to figure out what the hell happened. But, uh, you know, it, it's all I know is that at one time I, I truly felt alive. So alive. <laughs> so alive. Just God, I remember there's one time where it was like an extra in games and we had to hear that walk up song like six times. And I, I almost jumped over to the crawly land. It was, I almost ended it. I, I remember hearing like, uh, brutal. They would, when, uh, 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 shit, I'm totally fucking dropping the names, but, uh, yeah, Benzo would walk out there and then they do a pitching change and they would just keep playing the song. You have to listen to the whole goddamn song. It was right but, after that extra inning game that they added the Benny and the Jet one. Cause everyone's like, dude, you gotta have one more song. You can't just have one fucking song. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was super annoying. And like, it, not only was it just like that song over and over again, but like, how come nobody told Ben that? Because she has other songs. Like, it would have been fine. Like, no matter what song they choose, like, didn't she have a whole freaking album? Like, doesn't I don't care. Play all eight of them. Like, that was, it doesn't matter. But you know how it goes. That that was like the big single that they were trying to push. Yeah, well, I mean, after like four years of it, like still not charting, like maybe it's like not working out. Like the radio stations don't want to play it. In fact, you made it worse. And and I used to make this point back then that she would have maybe people might have liked that song if they didn't make us listen to it so much. There would have might have been some people that you know if he just did it one at bat and you put it in there the one time and that was the only time you ever heard it then maybe people would like it, but like it, it was overplayed and it's, you know, it was only, well, it was only overplayed Danny, at Wrigley though. <laughs> Danny, the Gosh. proof is in the pudding. Uh, Rizzo, he had Taylor Swift for one song and that woman blew up. Yeah, exactly. Literally, <laughs> it's all Rizzo. All Anthony Rizzo made Taylor Swift who she is today. If, just because there's only the one song. I mean, Look what uh, freaking Starla Castro did for that. Uh, what is it, Ando and Versace? Ando and Versace, yeah. Yeah. Now, now he's got his own movie, Versace. Yeah. House of Versace. Yeah, and Lady Gaga's in it, and we've come full circle. <laughs> so oh, god. I mean, didn't and uh, Lady Gaga had a? Uh, who used Lady Gaga? Somebody used. I bet you Rizzo used Gaga before. Hey. Anybody anybody in the chat, I can see the chat if you are uh, typing, I think. Um, Good, I can't see but, anything. Uh, tell us what your – I want to know what – let's see. If you were a closer, what song do you come out to? Just type it in there, and we'll we'll talk about your Ooh, songs. Are we doing a closer song show? <laughs> no, well, I mean, we're, we're talking about the shit right now, so I just want to see what maybe – I want to get some input from the listeners here a little bit. All right. All right. I, would, we got. I would do something different every time. And I would do it like to uh, – like one day I'd like come out to the Brady Bunch theme or something. And I just uh, – and, and I'd throw them all off. And then another time I would come out to like – you know, I'd rickroll everybody one day. And, you know, another time. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. And 
tie it, maybe tie it to the team. You know, you're playing the Rockies, you come out to Rocky Mountain yeah, High. Yeah, troll or them or, and, you know. Yeah, I do it different every time. I don't know, man. I, I no, like that when, idea. when you have a closer that has a kick ass song and all of a sudden, like, there's nothing more electric than that. Hell, I, I mean, all the times you'd watch Mariano Rivera and all of a sudden the Enter Sandman and Yankee Stadium would freaking blow up. Or what was uh, what was the guy who had the record? Trevor, uh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, come out to Hell's Bell. Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman, yeah. Like, there's certain things where all the yeah, – and I forgot. I can't remember right now. It's escaping well, me the chat. Yeah, if you, get a, if you get a good one, but then, you know, I don't know. The, if I you're talking about Kevin Gregg. <laughs> the bodies hit the floor or something. Uh, John Vasky says, Jesus just Jesus just left Chicago by ZZ Top. I don't even know that song. Do you guys know Jesus just left Chicago? I don't. I, I never heard yeah, that. But it, uh, Robert Sanchez says, it's the end of the world as we know it. I kind of like that one. Yeah, yeah. And, and, end of the game as we know it. Yeah, uh, this magic moment by the Drifters, Jack oh Pastorovic. Oh boy! <laughs> how about how about this is the end by the Doors? You come out. And you yeah, just, well, yeah. Peter says peace, peace frog by the Doors. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> There's blood in the streets. It's up to my ankles. Is that that one? Yeah, I believe that is right. Yeah. <laughs> See, dun, 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 I would come out to Willie Nelson. Party's over. Oh, there you go. Turn out the lights. The party's oh, over. Yeah. Anything, ra- anything rage against the machine is, is way up there. Anything rage. Uh, I'm hoping to see them at Alpine Valley next year if we ever get this concert that was from 2020. <laughs> but uh, John Vasky, yakety sacks. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, see, that's what I'm saying. It would be funny to like totally disarm people and do something stupid or funny. Like come out like to like Beethoven's Fifth. Like you walk out and it's like bum, 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 Like it'd be just. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah, Flight of the Bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or does like come out to like you could come out to like uh, ASMR videos. Yeah, <laughs> just like be really weird. play them on the big yeah, board. Get everybody like, all tweaky. Are you talking about TED Talks? Yeah, the TED <laughs> enter to a TED Talk, like you know, just you know, or or commercials like. Two all beef patty special sauce, little lettuce cheese. Like, do a deal with McDonald's. Be like, <laughs> you know, there's got to outside the box. So weird people out. I think the, the best thing you can do is disarm people. Um, I'm going to, yeah. I love you, but I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just spitting. No, I, I'm just, I'm just shooting the shit over here. I don't mean anything I say. I, I love the idea of doing something odd because, yeah, so many people do the, you know, you really like get all revved up, but, you know, doesn't all it, come out to the cure? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. yeah. Friday, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> show me, show me, show me how you do that trick. Yeah. Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a hard pass on all of that. Yeah. Come out to like down on the corner, something like that. Something stupid. Um. Uh, come I, on, let's get. Uh, come uh, on, get happy. Yeah. Come on, get happy. Yeah. The, the Partridge Family theme song. Yeah, something like that. Oh, and I like the idea of commercials. Um, 
I'd like to buy the world a Coke. Come on, come on to the Toys R Us kid commercial. <laughs> I want to grow up with a Barney theme song. <laughs> I, the, the fucking Toys R Us song, you will not understand how often that song will be in my head when I wake up in the morning. I just got to tell you guys, though, man, for real, like, you got to, like, like, there's nothing better than getting something to fire you up. I, I remember we're like, th- that was the whole thing is the Cubs would always do these promo videos beforehand. You know, Warriors was one year. Uh, this year started out with Come Together by Gary Clark Jr. doing the Beatles cover. That's absolutely phenomenal. You got to have something to pump you up. And then your team runs on the field. And then, like, it would always drive me nuts, especially, like, with John uh, Lester. He would always have a country song. Well, put the boots in. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, dude, you just got me all jacked up for this game, and now it's like I'm at a hoedown. What's going on here? <laughs> like, like, no, dude, you can't do that to I think Hendricks <laughs> did. Didn't Hendricks do Walk This Way he would come out to? So yeah, at least, he, at least well, he still had a little bit of rock and roll going, you know? Aerosmith. He had Aerosmith going on. And wasn't there a different song? There was a different Aerosmith song. Well, Eric Ginter disagrees about the country. He had gone – He he's – putting up the gambler out there. And uh, John Vasky wants Eat Me, I'm a Danish by Weird Al. <laughs> Love it. That Vasky's got some... Uh, he's going deep. He's got deep cuts on these albums. Seriously. Yeah, I'm, I'm, come out to I'm My Own Grandpa. You know that song? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know who's coming yeah. out to that. It really comes Me. down to having... It, it, yes, exactly, and that's why you're not coming out of the bullpen. Exactly, that's why I suck at <laughs> baseball. <laughs> or, every, or, you know, just for the fuck of it, you get changes, <laughs> and it's just a pitching change. They, but they would do that with uh, David Bodie. They would play Rebel Rebel by, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, by David Bowie. Billy Idol? Or, no, David Bowie. Yeah. Rebel, 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 rebel. Yeah. Uh, so they would play that um, by David Bowie for Michael, David Bowie. When you, oh. Oh, Michael, when you said when you were like ch 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 changes, I thought you were going to go ch 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 chia. That's when Kimbrel comes out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I know what you mean about having like a big old pumped up song. I mean, for real, like you would have to come up with something like that. But <clears throat> you know, Bernie says, "Fight for your right" by the Beastie Boys. That'd be a good one. But here, here's what I'm wondering: is like, at what point do you like? I mean, there's a lot of like big egos in the major leagues, you know, and like you're a pitcher, and you know that you're maybe the closer for the team. But like, let's say like Alzali ends up like closing a few games this year. Then Alzali was like. Hey, I want I want to come out to a song, and they're like, "Well, you're not like the full time closer, so you don't get like a whole thing. You're just like closing a few games right now, kid." Like, at what point do you get to like? Do you have to go back and be like, "Hey, am I the closer? Like, do I get a song in a video, and the fire is going to shoot out of the you know the the well, smoke?" You got to earn that, but the, but yeah, but what? what but where how is... do you earn it? Like, at what point is what I'm wondering. Like what is- I think when you when you when you start to become dominant, when you become dominant, all of a sudden everybody looks forward to that door swinging open and you coming out. So how many? Oh, I, I I feel like they do that for anybody that makes more than like three saves. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same as when guys walk out to to bat. It's not like they're only doing it for the good players. Pitchers get, you know, walk up. Songs. I think what, what what Danny's talking about though is when they do the crazy videos and like you know, and all the all the graphics and and, and it, it becomes a deal. It becomes a big deal. Oh, oh, oh! On the big board, I thought yeah, you, you get a to song. be. No, no, that yeah. you get to come out to a, you know, to like a, a graphic, and they shoot fire, and the fans go, and they're like they hype you up because, like, like they never did that. Like Kevin Gregg was the closer, but they're like, they, but did Kevin Gregg come out to like a big like ACDC song? I don't remember that he did. You know, because he might be better if he did. No, <laughs> yeah, because it, yeah, exactly. What what song did? What song was Marmol's song? Yeah, did he even have one? I mean, they didn't. Cubs didn't used to do songs, so I think the Cubs are a bad example of yeah. right. They, were, they went organ only. <laughs> Gary yeah, Presley so. would just be kind of playing yeah. the organ, playing in the in the in Anagata Davida. <laughs> some skating theme, but no, it's like no, but that's what I mean. So the Cubs are a bad example. So maybe if I could think of other teams, but like if you just have some mediocre closer that's like your closer by default, but he's not necessarily like a closer. Like, oh, but a, they, they still do it. They still do that shit. They did that in, in Colorado. Like they would bring guys in and they'd get the, you know, the whole fucking get everybody amped up on the board. And you're just like, this dude is not good. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no point to this. Yeah. It's like, and here's Carlos Vasquez or like wherever the fuck. And like, he, and like nobody's even heard of him, and he's and they're playing yeah. like some badass song. Well, and here's the other thing: it's like, but so many of these stadiums do the you know make some noise. I, it's probably the biggest annoyance that I have going anywhere. If you have to tell people to make noise, then you're doing it wrong. Danny, when we went to uh, Kauffman Stadium, that Royals game, they pumped in their own noise. Yeah. They yeah. fake that noise. Yeah. Yeah, and Wrigley's one of the few places that don't do that, um, that are not always barking at you to do something. Um, but, no, but, I, but what I'm wondering is, is like, is there – I want to know what that conversation is like. You know, like, does the player bring it up, or do they come to him and be like, okay, what do you want for your song? You know, because you're getting one, and he's like, "I do." You get like you get you get like a choice of like three songs or something like that, and so sometimes, again, you you can have like Rizzo had like a million walk up songs, uh, so you get your choice, and then they play one and stuff like that. But usually, if you're like a starter, uh, you know, you get a, you your song is a song that plays after the promo video, and then like, you know, they 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 have songs for all the guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I, I started getting confused when Rizzo started having a, a. He had a new song for every, every different walk up. Like every time he went out to bat, the first, second, third, fourth at bat. Well, the first at bat was always intoxicated. Yeah. By uh, Martin Solvig, and that was that was then 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 woo, and everyone get all pumped up. Yeah, that's a good one. And I've heard that in other contexts, tech since then. I've heard other players walk up to it too. But he, yeah, Anthony Rizzo would switch it up every year, like intoxicated. But then, like, he'd have like three or four other backup songs. Uh, my favorite one is Craig Kimbrell when when he would do "Sweet Child of Mine." Like the whole place would be rocking. 
Chris Bryant yeah. would always come out to warm it up by Chris Cross. That was great. I got sick of that one. I got sick yeah, of Yeah, that one was songs. weird, too. That that was weird to me because Chris Bryant wasn't of an age to even know that song, and that wasn't like a huge. It wasn't that. Yeah, big but we song. were talking. Right, we were talking about the Doors earlier. I mean, like we weren't around for like that shit or Beatles or whatever. Yeah. Still, well, it's still yeah. cool. And then I was always kind of blown away when they decided to do "Whoop, There It Is" for home runs at Wrigley. Like, who the fuck started that? Like, "Whoop, There It Is." Come on. I, it grew on me. It's just it's it's fun shit. Yeah, it's it, everyone gets a little. No, bit crazy. I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't fun. I'm just like that. Never dawned on me that like 30 years down the road, I would hear fucking whoop. There it is at Wrigley Field when somebody hit a home run. I honestly didn't think I'd ever hear it again. <laughs> Even well, when it was on the radio, I used to think. They're never going to play this fucking song again. Crawley, what was that song that they played that on uh, that one? That's like "Gone Like a Freight Train." Dun, 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 dun. You know what I'm talking about? "Gone Like a Freight no. Train." Jake Pastuovic, Jack Pastuovic, which I'm still destroying his name. Uh, he said that at spring training, Chris Bryant would do "Summer" by Marshmallow. Uh, I think that was also on his regular uh, playlist, too. He, I know for a fact he had some marshmallow. Okay. You know, and then, uh, of course, Mitch Williams with Wild Thing, right? Uh, yeah, Summer by Marshmallow was also his walk-up song at Wrigley, one of them. Warm It Up, Chris. Uh, Summer by Marshmallow and The Get Up by Blanco Brown. Okay. You know. Dan I Wink- only remember Chris Cross. Dan Winkler did Holy Water by We the Kingdom. Thank God he's gone. <laughs> what? Holy Water? Oh, by God. We the Kingdom. I hate when they play. Dude, like, it's not church. It's a freaking ball game, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, Dude, Scotty, they, it's, but it's Scotty McCreary gone like a freight train. I'm going to send this to you, and you're going to see. Yeah, I think. I would love though, Scotty. I hate Scotty McCreary though. Just so you know that I, I actually, the that year that Scotty McCreary won American Idol, the girl that one of the girls he was going up against was a student of mine that I was able to get into the talent show, and she ended up going all the way to American Idol. Awesome! That was uh, Haley Reinhardt. I've never heard of these people that you're talking about. These are Haley signed with Sony. <laughs> she did commercials. If you know her voice, if you heard her, yeah. But like Scott really McCreary, you guys are talking like you've heard this guy a million times. Oh, they play. They play. There's certain songs that you know. Uh, Hold on, I'm coming by Sam and Dave is another fun one. Uh, oh, I just got like a. a <laughs> that's funny because I just got a, a Sam like the greatest hits of Sam and Dave the other day. I've been rocking that. Oh, one. great, great album that album is. That's a. That's a good one, but you know they play "Hold On, I'm Coming." They, you know, all all that stuff that they play often. Yeah, I love Sam and Dave. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that he's they're classic. Sam's still alive, Sam Moore. Um, yeah, I I I would love to actually think about what would be some other good songs to use for you know scoring runs. Or, I mean, I personally would just like the, you know, the, just like big fun songs like, you know, Fight for Your Right to Party or something like that. Like, 
Lose Yourself by Eminem is a big one. Yeah, I mean, but like, especially for like, because the only time I really want to play in anything is like when they're doing something big, like a home run. Like, what's the home run song? And have a couple of different ones. Well, there it is. Well, I know, I know, <laughs> but like, I, I like. How about Who Let the Dogs Out? Have they ever done that one? Like, that's like right in the uh, same vein as Whoop. There it is. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, or but like, what would be another one? Like, you know, Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Like, it's kind of old, or but or like, you know, but just something like that. Like, what would you think would be another good one? Like, just you're talking about for for like a home run? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, like shout like. You know, you know, you make me want to shout or something like that. Uh, that's my song. They can't take that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. You're, you're, you're going old school there, man. Now, wait a minute. I mean, that'd be pretty good. I mean, but that's pretty much like those are oldies. But how about something to like get the younger people into it? Like maybe I don't know enough newer music, but. You know, you wouldn't do like Old Town Road or something. I mean, that everybody's sick of that song anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Old Town Road, dude. That's like three or four years ago. Know, Is that your know, go-to but... song for like what's happening, hopping, Well, well, you know what's kind of funny. Like, you know, I know people are releasing new stuff and 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 stuff like that. But if you look at the charts, like, not a lot of artists, new artists. I mean, I know they're doing new things, but they're not charting. Like, they're not getting radio play. It's weird. Like, there's not as many like new artists like it's like in this weird holding pattern probably because of the pandemic you know there are a lot of new artists we just don't know them because we're getting old yeah that's part of it but like i'm just saying there's like less stuff being released right now i I feel like it's just getting going again like i bet you we're gonna get like overrun with a bunch of shit like 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 doja cat if you don't know who doja cat is like they play her like every 30 seconds on the radio sunflower or Dua Lipa. Yeah, Dua, Dua Lipa. Lipa. That's another one that, like, I'm looking at, like, the top 20 right now, and, like, four songs are from Doja Cat. Yeah. Um, well, do they have a good song? That's what I'm saying. Like, does Doja Cat have a good freaking home run song? I'm going to have to do some research. Yeah. Um, like, Cardi B. How about a little Cardi B at the ball game? Like, you know, it's all old shit. Anyway, we we will do some research. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm gonna try to get a little. I'm gonna get my Doja Cat on. We're gonna figure out all what this is all about, so you guys stop calling me old. Um, well, should we end it there? I'm kind of hungry. Um, man, it's like freaking. I'm depressed about this off season because I don't see it getting any better for us. Again, I don't think it's going to be getting any better for anybody. I think you have the lockout, and then everything's going to be, like, super condensed. It's going to be, like, insane, like, once we get to February, how many moves are going to be happening. I'm not saying the Cubs are going to be in them. I'm just saying they're going to happen. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, they're not predicted by anybody to do anything, so it's it's pretty frustrating. I I feel like we're we're going to go – we're not going to get baseball, like, regular season baseball until, like, June. I think it's going to be June. Ugh. I think we're going to miss, it. Uh, you know, May will be the spring training warm up because it's going to take them that long to get through some of this garbage. Uh, very frustrating. Well, on that on note, that note, yeah, Danny, yeah, I know. <laughs> Danny's, yeah, what? He's like 
fall asleep out I, there in California. Listen, I, I was hanging out with Johnny, and for two days I didn't sleep, and now I'm just like, I just want to eat tacos and then lay in bed. It's pretty much my plan for the evening. It's only seven o'clock, and I'm like not going to make it tonight. I can feel it. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I, I, All right, let's let's bagog out. We'll do it again next Spagog. week. Bye. Oh, Spagog. thanks everybody who came in to listen to this. Bagog. Bagog.